0: Hello and welcome to the Run League Podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout Tyler. Today's episode, take a look at the NFC and AFC North divisions as offseason starts to wind down. Give my take on how much each team improved and how I see the division stacking out this upcoming 2022 20, NFL season. Having said all that, let's get started. I'm looking a little bit at week two of the OTAs for the Washington Commanders, um, Montez Sweat and Chase Young are back, which is great news. Um, I think everyone obviously was getting in a tizzy over really nothing. Chase had a pre-planned um training regimen to get back to his you know acl recovery and physical therapy so it was not out of the ordinary that he was in colorado last week now that he's back obviously he's not participating in on field drills but either way it's great to have him back with the team and you know can quiet some of the fans and media that we're giving him um some backlash for it and Montez sweat's back Um great to see two he's on the non-field looks good apparently um obviously those two are going to be vital to this team's success in 2022 and, and in the future um you know two bookends that hopefully will give them double digit sacks a year for um the next five ten years if everything works the way it's supposed to and quickly just in on Jahan Dotson. it seemed like by all accounts he's having a great start to the otas and start to the offseason and that's awesome to see the first round pick you know to attribute that well right away is a huge sign that's why the team drafted him so high um based off his experience you know they knew he was probably the most nfl ready receiver in the draft, or at least one of the uh, those top three or four um playing four years at penn state playing in a in more of a pro style offense playing as the number one option in the offense where the offense he was the number one option and there really wasn't a number two or if there was there was a big difference for him so everyone was keyed on jahan Dotson in the big 10 and everyone in their opponents and his quarterback play has been, you know, quantified by Ron Rivera that it wasn't that good at Penn State. So, um, you know, having him have that pressure of being a number one guy coming in here where he doesn't have to do that, playing behind Terry and Curtis Samuel. Um, and obviously they're gonna have a run game with Antonio Gibson and JD McKissick and Brian Robinson Jr. And when Logan gets back, but um, that's great that they're gonna be able to move him around. He's a big chess piece. Um, not obviously physically big, only being 5'11", but uh, I love his catch radius. Um, it's showing, even in practice so far, the way he's able to snatch the ball out of the air. It seemed that like Carson Wentz really has a really good rapport with him already, which is great to see, obviously, if he can build that with him now. It's something that's obviously gonna lay the groundwork for a successful rookie season for Jahan Dotson. And, you know, obviously his rapport is gonna be fine with Terry once he gets into training camp or, you know, mini camp. but, um, you know, I'm not worried about, you know, Carson and Terry's relationship. Um, that's going to be you know dynamic. I really think so coming in the fall. But if he can build that with Jahan, that hasn't had any NFL game experience, and he's already building that with Carson, it'd be great. Um, it seems like Carson doing a really. Um, excuse me, assuming uh, Curtis Samuel looks really good as well. That's key for this offense. That he can you know play in the play uh, in the backfield, give him jet sweeps playing the slot, playing the outside. So if he's healthy, I mean, his offense has a chance to be very, very good. Um, you know, Terry McLaurin's a normal receiver in this league. Curtis Samuel is a ultimate, you know, weapon they can have and use them in a variety of ways. Scott Turner, Ron Avera knows what he brings to this team. Based on the Carolina days, Jahan Dotson can do some similar things to Curtis Samuel, but um, probably a better, you know, prototypical wide receiver and that's great to have. And then obviously if Cam Sims backing them up, um, and uh, De'Ami Brown De'Ami Brown's had a good um, OTAs as well he's going to be a great deep throw for this team even if he only gets three or four looks a game if that you know I think they're going to be down the field and he can have you know multiple 50 yard games this year especially with the guy like Carson Wentz has a really good arm and some of this team has not had as a, in that quarterback position for years um, but you know overall it's awesome to see Jahan Dotson start off such a so quickly for this team that, you know, has had some, you know, Jahan, Jamin Davis obviously struggled last year in the rookie year. I still have high hopes for him, um, but you know, obviously he's going into year two with some more expectations and I think he's going to do well, but you know, having a guy that can come in and contribute right away in that first round pick is a key for this organization. I've Chase Young had a great year as a rookie in 2020 and hopefully Jahan Dotson can have a similar impact on this team, this offense, because if he does, then this team definitely has a chance to get to 10 wins. Okay, looking at the divisions, I'm going to start with NFC North and the Chicago Bears. Starts with the new head coach Matt Eberflus coming over for the coordinator. Excuse me, the, as the coordinator from the Indianapolis Colts. Um, he had a you know, really good run in Indy. You know, a lot of good players over there were Darius Leonard and um, uh, to name a few, obviously. And my um, going blank. Obviously, much better defenders than that. But he had Rocky Sin before they traded him to the Raiders. He's a good young corner. Eberflus was, you know, big in his development. Um, and you know, Kenny Moore, the second, is a really good corner as well. Julian Blackman's a really good safety. So he has some good players in Indy. I don't know if he's gonna have that same talent level in Chicago. They're going to build it. Obviously, they have Eddie Jackson in the back end. Um, Jalen Johnson, the young corner from Utah, is a really good piece for them as well. But either way, frequency-wise, they signed receivers Byron Pringle, Equinemia St. Brown from the Packers, David Moore played with the Panthers and Seahawks in the past, Dante Pettis, who um, played with the Giants last year, but was the Niners before that. They go more of the volume route receiver. They need more quality talent at the receiver position if Justin Fields is going to succeed. Um, Dar- Darnell Mooney had a really good second year, and he's going to be their number one receiver. Probably more of a high end number two in the NFL, but you know he is their best receiver right now, um, and he was a really good pick for them in the fifth round a couple years ago. Um But they need some more help at receiver. Um, they didn't really draft one very high. They drafted Vellis Jones from Tennessee. He's more of a kick returner, slot. You know, do it all. Debo Samuel light. Like he's not Debo Samuel, but they're going to try to get him the ball in a lot varied ways. Again, it's a better option at the board in the third round. That's where they took him. But either way, um, they also signed defensive tackle Justin Jones to help in the interior. Ed Rusher Al Quinn. Akwadi Muhammad, who had Texas last year for the Colts, so he's some familiar with Ibra Flus. But obviously the biggest development for this team is going to be Justin Fields' development. If he can trend and be a top quarterback in year two or year three, obviously this team's going to be a lot better. I don't think they're doing him many favors. Um, they have a really good running back, David Montgomery. Um, Khalil Herbert's a good backup running back uh, and obviously receiver. They have Darnam Mooney. Um, they have Cole Komet tight end. Their offensive line is suspect as well. So if Justin Fields doesn't develop like he should, I don't think it's all on him. They, they really need to help him. Um, Give him some weapons and some protection because he doesn't have the greatest um, sporting cast as right now. They did draft Kyler Gordon in the second round. He's going to be a good cornerback for them, uh, probably playing opposite of Jalen Johnson. And then Jaquan Brisker is a guy that Washington you know, potentially could have drafted in the second round. Um, and Jaquan Brisker is a guy that's going to pair really well with Eddie Jackson and leave a you know, pretty good mark on that defense. Then you have the Lions. Um, offensive I mean, Offseason-wise, they signed a, DJ Charter, a one-year deal. Um, he's a guy that's going to come in and pair with um, – uh, Amon Ross St. Brown for the Lions is going to be Jared Goff, one of Jared Goff's top targets. He's a really good deep threat, had a really good year for the Jaguars a couple of years ago, been bugged by bit by the injury bug the last couple years. Um, they re-signed Ed, Ra- Ed Rusher Charles Harris, who finally had a really good... Um, uh, he had a really good... Second year, excuse me, his first year with the Lions, but he had a really, he was a first, first round pick that kind of struggled the last couple years, but he, you know, came out with Lions with five or six sacks this past year and hopefully they can replicate that for Dan Campbell's defense. Um, they signed Mike Hughes, had a good year for the Chiefs last year after a so so run with the Vikings his first three years. Um, Deshaun Elliott had, had a, his, his problems, he need to stay healthy. He had a good year with the Ravens two years ago. He was hurt last year. Um, then obviously Jerry Goff is a number, number one quarterback with really no, um, uh, competition. Yeah, you know, they could have drafted a guy like Malik Willis in the 3rd round. Sam Howe they continually pass on him, but Jared Goff obviously has some supporters in that organization going back to the Rams days and the Rams connections. Um, they drafted Aiden Hudson with the 2nd overall pick, which was a great pick. He should have went one overall over with the Jaguars, but they went a different route with Trevoron Walker. They traded up big time for James Williams coming up from 32 to 12 to get him. I'm a huge James and Williams fan. Williams fan is a Pro Bowl potential type of player um, he's gonna be a great great receiver for them in my opinion it might not happen right away maybe halfway through his rookie year maybe not to a second year but having him with Amon Ross St. Brown and if DJ Chark signs on term that's some good weapons for Jared Goff whoever the quarterback is they also signed Joshua Pascal. excuse me drafted Joshua Pascal in the third round to help off the edge to pair with Aiden Hudson or give him some more depth in the edge position moving on to the Packers obviously the biggest storyline there is re-signing Aaron Rodgers um, aaron Rodgers obviously is one of the best quarterbacks of all time um he's been struggling in the postseason the last couple of years but the big deal was him getting that relationship rectified and having someone that they can um you know have for the next couple of years obviously and i don't know what the jordan love situation is but obviously have aaron Rodgers, with a quarterback for the time being as he should be um obviously the biggest story with them is losing davante adams it didn't seem like any way he would not come back if aaron didn't come back but um that relationship soured with the team uh, based off the contract and he wanted to get to vegas um, where he grew up with a fan as a raider um, Growing up in California, and obviously his best friend relationship that he has with Derek Carr, they're going back to their days at Fresno State. Um, To replace him, they signed Sammy Watkins. Obviously, he was a former top five pick that never lived up to that potential, basically because of injuries. um, He's more of a number two at best at this point in his career, if he can stay healthy. They did sign Jaron Reed um, to help in the interior defensive line to go with Kenny Clark. They did have a nice couple of nice re-signings. Re-signed Devondre, Devondre Campbell, Preston Smith, Jair Alexander is one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. Rasul Douglas who had a career year last year for the Packers. I'm um, in the draft. They drafted Quay Walker to pair with Devondre, Cap- uh, Devondre Campbell. He was the top middle linebacker taken in this class. Very good physical ability. Um, he's going to be someone that's going to be a really good player for them. Devontae Wyatt's a really good defensive tackle. Um, they picked their second pick in the first round, coming from Georgia. Obviously, Georgia defense was stacked with so two Georgia Bulldogs coming in for the to Green Bay in the first round. A receiver. Highest one they took a Christian Watson, wide right here from North Dakota State. Um, obviously, he has all the tools. 6'4", 200 pounds, four 40, um, long. Needs um, to work on his route running a little bit and getting off the getting off the press. But either way, he's going to be someone that Aaron's going to look to. Maybe not, you know, to be the number one in year one, but maybe by year two or year three, I mean, he's someone that could be their top receiver. They also signed. We drafted Romeo Dubs from Nevada in the fourth round. He's a guy that's going to be um, play special teams for them at the very least at the beginning. But he's also a good deep threat, um, having over twenty touchdowns in the last years in Nevada. Last year, the Vikings, they have a new head coach, um, the former Washington um, organization's coordinator, Kevin O'Connell. He's going to take over from Minnesota, Minnesota. He obviously has a relationship with Kirk Cousins. Um, they signed Harrison Phillips, a defensive tackle of the former Buffalo Bill, linebacker Jordan Hicks, who played for the Cardinals and Eagles. Someone that's going to replace Anthony Barr, who they lost in free agency, or really didn't make an effort to re-sign. Darius Smith was a really good signing for them to come over from the Green Bay Packers. Pairing him with the Neil Hunter is going to be, you know, one of the best one-two combos coming off the edge in the NFC. And obviously, they re-signed Patrick Peterson as well. He was getting up there in age, but still a quality corner. Minnesota can use some because they're kind of um, lesser in the c- cornerback secondary, is what I'll say. Um, they also did draft Lewisine with that 32nd pick. They trade from the Detroit Lions for that um, James Williams trade. Um, Lewisine's a guy that's going to come in and pair with Harrison Smith and be a really nice pick for them. Um, again, another. Great player from that Georgia defense. Andrew Booth in the second round was a great pick from them from Clemson. I love the way he plays. Um, he can eventually be their number one corner. He's gonna learn a lot from Patrick Peterson and also linebacker Brian Asamoah from Oklahoma. He's an underrated guy in the third round and the coming will be a starting linebacker for them by year two, I think. Um, so looking at division, I think the Packers are obviously the best team in that division. We can go Vikings two, Lions three, and th- Chicago Bears last in that division as you know as we stand here in June. All right, moving on the AFC North. Starting with the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, they signed Morgan Moses to play right tackle and the former Washington player. Um, he's always been solid the last couple years and you know um, Been one of the better right tackles in, in, in the league in my opinion for the last, you know, three or four years uh, They re-signed my I mean, They signed Mike Davis a running back formerly of the F- Falcons and Panthers um, to pair with JK Dobbins uh, Signed Marcus Williams. That was their big key free agency um, Signing free uh, the free safety from the New Orleans Saints. He's gonna be a ball hawk kind of guy They wanted um, when Earl Thomas. they had Earl Thomas come here year, a couple years ago same kind of player um Marcus is not as good as him, but obviously Earl Thomas, you know, his career ended very abruptly due to his off-field antics. But Marcus Williams is going to be a guy that kind of gives them what they wanted in that that type of player. They they signed Cal Fuller, the former Chicago Bear, Denver Bronco. Um, a local guy. I'm sure he's happy to go back to Maryland and you know rep out for them. At least play the slot for them. They re-signed. Well, not re-signed, but they signed Michael Pierce back after he left for the Vikings a couple years ago to play nose. I love their draft. Um, they probably had one of my favorite drafts in the whole um, NFL, and that's no surprise. They always do a really good job in that, that front. Getting Kyle Hamilton at 14 was an absolute steal. That secondary, they got to play. I mean, they might play with three safeties or rotating, but Kyle Hamilton, Chuck Clark, and um, Marcus Williams is a Hell of a, you know, safety tandem. So Kyle Hamilton's going to be a guy that's going to be a great pick for them. Tyrell Linderbaum with their second first-round pick because of that Marquise Brown trade. He's going to be a center for the next 10 years for Baltimore. David Ojabu in the second round. He was a first-round talent before he tore his Achilles. Having him off the edge, he can give them 10 sacks a year starting in year two. Travis Jones is a great interior defensive lineman. At a UConn in third round, Daniel Falale mammoth human being 6'8 over 330 pounds in minnesota he eventually could take over morgan morgan moses on the right side um, and then obviously they, they load up on tight ends charlie kohler from iowa state really good big inline tight end that compared mark andrews and isaiah likely he's more of a flex tight end i'm coming from coastal carolina but um you know the ravens obviously tight end position is one they really value and having guys like that that can pair with mark andrews and give lamar jackson some more weapons will be huge for them obviously trading marquise brown was a big loss for them considering how much lamar and marquise were close I think Marquise is a good receiver. He's more of a number two. He's a deep threat. Um, he was unhappy with his role in Baltimore. He probably will do better in Arizona, having that relationship with Kyler and um, Cliff Kingsbury. Um, he's more of a fit in that offense. So that is a you know bigger loss for them, but I expect them to sign someone in free agency to pair with Rashad Bateman, whether it's a uh, Julio Jones type, or um, obviously he's you know getting up there a little in age, but when he's healthy, and obviously that's been you know big if, um, he still is a productive player. So I would look for them to sign a player like that um, as we get towards the summer and towards training camp. Then you have the Bengals. They did, you know, reshape their offensive line as they needed to. They could have won the Super Bowl if they had a better offensive line. They signed Lyle Collins um, from Dallas, Alex Kappa from the Buccaneers to play guard, Ted Garris from the Patriots to play center. Um, so they totally revamped the offensive line as they needed to do because they need to keep Joe Burrow upright because he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL if he can just um, not be on his back all the time. So um, they did sign Hayden Hurst to replace tight end C.J. Uz- Uzama. Um, from the Falcons, he was drafted by the Ravens originally um, he's an older player, um, he played baseball he didn't even come to the NFL until he was 24 so he's in late 20s already, but he's a guy that um, I'm sure Joe Burrow you know, build a nice connection with and someone that can you know, work the middle of the field when they have some of the best receivers in the NFL like Jamar Chase and T. Hickens on the outside and even Tyler Boyd playing the slot they resigned signed B.J. Hill. He's a really good nose tackle and defensive tackle for them. Eli Apple, Trey Flowers is a corner. Um, they played, good for, played well for them the second half of the year. They tagged Jesse Bates, who's one of the best free safes in the NFL. They need to work to get him a long-term deal, but it doesn't seem like they're going that, th- that direction, especially since they drafted Daxon Hill in the first round, who's going to be a really good player in the NFL. I love the way his versatility. He can play inside and in the slide. He can play outside. He can play free safety. He can play strong safety. So the Bengals had a really good pick with him, that 31st overall pick. And if they do let Jesse Bates walk in free and see Daxon Hill can take over from free safety. They also drafted Cam Taylor Britt, the cornerback from Nebraska. He's 5'11", but he's the guy of the Bengals need more depth of the corner. I think Taylor Britt was a solid pick for them. Moving on to the Browns, uh, it begins and ends with them with the Deshaun Watson trade. Um, obviously, there's no doubting the type of player Deshaun Watson is. He's an absolute stud on the field. His off-the-field antics are absolutely horrible. They did a really bad, poor thing, giving him that free. I mean, that fully guaranteed contract, that's a topic for another day. Um, but either way, Deshaun Watson obviously upgrades their quarterback position. They did sign Jacoby Brissett, to back him up. And I'm sure he's going to start the next, the least first five to six games, depending on how much Deshaun is suspended. They can keep them afloat. Um, obviously Deshaun Watson can take over the second half of the year and keep the Browns relevant in the AFC North. Um, they got Amari Cooper for nothing, basically. Amari Cooper's still a stud. He's only going to be 28 this summer. Um, he's a guy that's going to be a 1000 yard receiver Them, He's far and away the number one receiver and someone that's going to build a really good relationship with Deshaun Watson. He's one of the best runners in the NFL. And he's only, um, I know he's still in the prime of his career. They signed Jake- Jakeen Brandt from the Bears. He's a hell of a perennial all pro returner he can also play in the slot and someone they get the backfield get the ball into the backfield too on jet sweeps and and it plays like that they franchise tag and then re-sign david and to a really nice you know deal for him Maybe a little bit of an overpay, but he still has a lot of physical talent. He's still only 25 years old. I think they're banking on him hitting his upside, which he can do with a guy like Sean Watson. They re-signed Davion Clowney, which is a great re-signer for them. He had one of the best years of his career last year. Traded for Jace Vinovich from the Patriots for Mac Wilson. Another guy that gives them some depth on the edger, edge. Um, they signed Tavon, Brand, Tavon Bryan, defense tackle from the Jaguars. Uh, re-signed Anthony Walker. I think he's one of the more underrated linebackers in the NFL. Um, and obviously gave Denzel Ward, Denzel Ward a much appreciated and... Um, deserving uh extension probably i think he's the number one highest big corner in the nfl now draft wise they drafted receiver david bell for purdue who i really am high on he had a really slow 40 time that's why he drafted dropped the third round but he all he did was produce a purdue thousand yard seasons for them and constantly got open and made you know clutch play after clutch play um so i think he's going to come in and replace jarvis landing in the slot he can play on the outside as well but um he's going to help um ha- it's going to benefit having Amari cooper on the field because he's going to get a lot of one-on-one coverage and i think david bell is going to be a good player for the browns on winfrey defense tackle from excuse me from Oklahoma is a another good pick for them. And uh someone that they could use some help on in the inside and in the interior, and I think he's a good pick for them. And then obviously running back Jerome Ford, they're stacked at running back. Um whether it's Kareem Hunt, um, Dearness Johnson, and obviously Nick Chubb. But Jerome Ford's a guy that had, you know, good success at Alabama, then at Cincinnati. I wouldn't be surprised if he makes the roster and you know one of those guys gets pushed out in the near future. And then honest uh lastly of the Steelers. Um Started the quarterback list for them. Obviously Ben Robsburg retired. They signed Mitch Trubisky to a two-year deal. And for agency, he was going to be the starter. Um, they signed James Daniels to play center or guard for them. He could play center or guard. He was a good player for the Bears. Signed Mason Cole to play center for them. Gernard Avery is a nice interior outside Ed Rusher depth piece coming from Philly. Miles Jack to come in and play middle linebacker opposite Devin Bush, replacing um, Joe Shorbert. Shorbert. was another signing. Nice signing. They signed Levon Wallace coming over from the Bills to probably start at one of those cornerback positions signed Monte Casey from Dallas and formerly Atlanta as well to play free safety or at least backup free safety uh, to Mika Fitzpatrick. they re-signed Terrell Edmonds, who's been a more of a disappointment for them in his first four years of a career, but get him back on a one-year deal was a really nice pick for them. Pick up for them. They also re-signed Akilah Witherspoon, also played corner, probably going to be in that rotation top three, uh, top four corners for them. And uh, Chukuma Okafor to play right, left tackle for them. They gave him a nice little three-year deal. He's not really a good left tackle, but he's very a right tackle, but they don't really have any other options. So he's going to be left tackle for them in the draft. That's where you know they, they got Kenny Pickett in the first round, who's the most NFL-ready quarterback. He has a very limited ceiling, in my opinion, but he probably is already better than Trubisky, so I think the Trubisky signing almost was for nothing now, because I don't see how you don't start Kenny Pickett. Um, I love their pick of George Pickens in the second round. He's a stud from Georgia. He should have gone higher if it wasn't for the basically lost junior season he had to the repair Carmen from that torn ACL. He could be a number one receiver for them, and I wouldn't be surprised. Pitzer constantly turns out second and third round receivers like they're nothing. Deontay Johnson, Jace Claypool, going back to Antonio Brown, Emmanuel Sanders, um, they just know how to do it. Even Martavis Bryant for a couple of years, so I wouldn't be surprised if Pickens is another successful and long-liner draftable receivers they've had in the second or third, fourth round. Uh, getting to DeMar- D. Marvin Lee in the third round was a really nice pick for them too. He's going to be a nice interior edge rusher, excuse me, interior rusher for them. He could have been a top ten pick before this college football season started. He had a little more of a down year, but he has a lot of talent. And then Calvin Austin, third, another receiver from Memphis, one of the fastest receivers in this class. He's someone that can um, replace that Ronnie McLeod role they had in the slot and even uh, as a returner. Um, so it was you know, another solid draft for the Steelers. Look at this division, I have the Bengals as number one. You can't not pick them after, you know, representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. Um, I have the Browns at number two, contingently on how much Deshaun Watson is suspended. Then you have the Ravens and then I have the Steelers last, just because of all that changeover from, you know, Robsburg into a new era of Pittsburgh Steelers football. Well, with that, that concludes Roman League episode. The Commanders continued OTAs this week with two big stars back in Chase Young and Montez Sweat. I think the NFC North is the Packers to lose, but I think the AFC North is going to be one of the most competitive divisions in the league in 2022. Right now, I'll go with the defending champions, AFC champions, the Asc- Cincinnati Asc- Bengals, like I mentioned earlier. I'll be back next week with another review of divisions around the league. You can follow me on Twitter at NFLScout21 and Instagram at League underscore pod. Thanks for listening. Please rate and subscribe. This is your host, Tyler Roman, signing off. See you next time.